the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money, investing, much, 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 much more. Anything that's on your financial mind we can talk about. Shutdown in the government could hit IPOs, but not necessarily Twitter. Twitter came out with big news that they're coming IPO-ish. And what's interesting to note about that is... What's interesting to note about that? Oh, they've already filed a lot of their paperwork ahead of the sequestration, ahead of the debt ceiling, ahead of the government, Boehner, Republicans, Democrats, we hate you, we hate you. No, no, I hate you more. So, long story short, that tells me something. The government shut down in the seventh day. Someone was looking ahead at the calendar and potentially seeing this to register their IPO earlier rather than later. So the SEC has said that it will remain open and fully operational during the shutdown because of carryover funds, which could last a couple more weeks. But if the shutdown results in a lapse in SEC funding, the agency wrote on its website under the heading Summary of Major Functions that will be discontinued, uh, potentially IPOs, but not the Twitter IPO. There's some 150 companies right now that um, have come public. That's up 50% year over year. So the whole government issue is kind of important. Companies come public, they raise money. When they raise money, they build buildings. And that neighbor of yours who's an electrician who seems to be watching Oprah every day goes to work. And suddenly, like, you're not parking in front of your house anymore. Sweet! Um, where do we go? SP 500 is down 11. The Dow is down 117. The Nasdaq's down 20. Ten-year Treasury tells you again, hey, something's not working here. We're a little scaredy. Sits at 2.61%. Gold up 13 at 13.23. Corporate furloughs going on out there. I'm not sure if you watched. Miley Cyrus this weekend on Saturday Night Live. I'm of the camp that she's winning the game. A lot like Charlie Sheen would say, winning. In the Don't sense that. Me, bro. Don't me. Yeah, I'm not quite sure that fit. God, it sucks when you have a young producer who's trying to work with an older donkey. <clears throat> Both of us don't always hit the same page. So, anyway. Miley Cyrus on Saturday Night Live 
she did a brilliant, or not she, but the writers rewrote one of her songs to totally brilliantly skewer the Republican Party. And again, I'm neither Republican or Democrat. I swear to you, I'm not. I think both of them suffer from PR issues. I think it's insane to think that our entitlement programs can continue as is with more people under them on the concept that taxpayers will always rise to the occasion. And that's the, the Democratic side of the fence. On the Republican side of the fence, I think it's ridiculous to think that we as a nation can't rise and figure out how to solve some of these solutions, solve some of these problems with solutions that are amenable. But <clears throat> some of Saturday Night Live this weekend, again, it's pretty easy right now to talk about like the end of civilization. It's always been pretty easy to talk about the end of civilization. And to go back and blame Miley Cyrus for her VMA Awards appearance is funny. But at one point in time, they did a, a song parody from uh, Miley Cyrus. And they just rewrote it so that it had Republican words in it of basically making themselves look bad. Pretty genius. That's kind of where we are as a nation right now. We think we're going into a debt ceiling issue that's not going to get resolved. SP 500 is down 11, the Dow's down 117, the Nasdaq's down 20. Earnings are fine. Ultra low cost money is, is it's out there. And it's not coming off the table right now. Of which, again, that begs the question of as this whole 2013 debt ceiling, no resolution thing goes on, it's keeping the low cost money out there. And I, it's almost rock, scissors, paper, which trumps the other. Our economy is going to see a slowdown. We're not coming across as a nation of winners right now. We're coming across as our government is ungovernable. And who wants to lend money to the guy who stands in front of the Pentagon and selling you know hot dogs? No one. If if we don't know if the Pentagon's going to fund it, we you don't want to fund the people that do business with them. And there's a lot of people that do business with the government. A lot. Uh, take a look at your local DMV and say, okay, these people are being paid by California taxes. What if California didn't pay these people? What are they not going to be buying? So what I think is going to happen <clears throat> is, and again, this is different than last week because it's evolving. The Republicans, they will not come out of this without some sort of, you give us a lifeline to, to put our hats on. Is it immigration reform? Is it Social Security reform? Is it... It's not health care anymore. It's not Obamacare. The Republicans stopped talking about Obamacare this weekend. They're starting their, let's meet in the middle, and let's all try to look like we are winners to our constituents. Oh. Right? Apple's giving a lot of love today. Um... So Samsung comes out with the Galaxy 4, S4, and people kind of went gaga for it, right? They come out with a watch where if you watched Sunday Night Football last night, you saw this Samsung watch thing. The reviews of the S4, gimmicky. The reviews of the watch, not really worth your time. Don't do it. I'm summing up in a twitter size message for you. Long story short, Apple's got the tech crown again. 
analysts are in love with it to the point that it almost doesn't make any sense. Listen to this. There's a guy named Peter Meisig. And he's been bearish on Apple. He's been correct. Like, when it got crazy, he's like, wait, we're going to call it a hold at 450. Now he's talking about improving margins on the iPhone 6. What? (laughs) Not the iPhone 4. Not the 4S, not the 5, not the 5S, not the 5C, whatever you want to call it. But he's now calling for improved margins on the iPhone 6. Like, I just want to curse 10 words right now. The F1, the S1. Are you kidding me? You M... Like, the iPhone 6. That's going to boost gross margins. He's basically saying a big phone's coming. A 4.8-inch iPhone. He thinks 50% of smartphones sold today are bigger than the 4 inches. Current size, that iPhone. Apple's been missing out on over half the market by not offering a bigger screen. I will say size matters. I like a big screen on my phone. With that said, stop at some point in time, analysts. You're looking stupid. You're upgrading a company because of the product that's coming nine months from now, ten months from now. Maybe, maybe not. If if some butts were candy nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. Just say it. Say it out loud, Mysick. Phone's selling well. The 5S is selling well. It's still the tech king, so to speak. It's not gimmicky like Samsung. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. AM 1220 KDOW traffic. Delays for the Bay Bridge this morning in the Bay Area. Update brought to you by Garmin. Need a ring light talk? Here on AM. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Interesting to come out of break with this song. Now you're just somebody that I used to know. So the person who puts together the music on the show kind of works with my taste. And to come out with the female singing, it's almost... A spoiler. Spoiler alert. Why do I say that? Because um, the song's about a guy who got dumped, and you feel bad for him, and she doesn't talk to him. And then you hear her side eventually, where she's like, you know, it wasn't going anywhere. I need to do a favor by calling this whole shebang off. You kind of have the same feeling, like, if you could hear both sides of Wall Street right now, or if you could hear both sides of the Republican versus Democratic Party, it's almost like, yeah, you do have a side, don't you? And that's what's happening. Republicans and Democrats are coming to the media and trying to paint a picture of, you know, Republicans are like, you know, we have a debt issue, and the president's not willing to talk about this. And you look at our national debt, and you look at how much we spend every year, and we're upside down, you're like, 
Yeah, you're right. And then you look at what's been deemed a law, Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, and the Republicans can't really fight. And you see President Barack Obama and Democrats going, you know, we are not going to negotiate. The United States needs to pay their bills. Yeah, you're kind of right. We do. That's one of the things that makes America unique is we are pretty solid. We do pay our bills. So it's somebody that I used to know. We're fighting maybe using different language with the same story. It just it didn't work out. Move on, both of you. Moody's CEO says U.S. default extremely unlikely. Likely. And I think that's the story. It's not the somebody they used to know. It's not like I win my battle, you win your battle. It's it's still extremely unlikely. SP 500 down seven, the Nasdaq's down fourteen, the Dow down eighty three. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton with New Focus Financial. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, it's been a period of time where we've had a bad economy for what feels ever. We've had a credit implosion in the United States. We've had a housing bust. We've had a tech bust. We've had Europe slow down and Europe maybe fall apart, the European Union. Um, It's all created lower interest rates around the world because as we panic, we put cash into safety, i.e. bonds and government debt. And that's pushed the yields incredibly low, one and a half, one point six, two percent. That's pushed mortgage rates low and borrowing costs lower for corporations. So that's what the, that's what central banks are trying to do. They're trying to make money cheaper. And whether or not that's going to be good in the long term, it's yet to be seen. Because right now we're in a kind of a world rush to devalue currencies so that they can kind of reflate out of the situation and and get their economies growing again. So everybody's kind of, you know, we went for many years on a dollar downtrend, and lately the dollar's been up. Um, But what better time to take your higher currency and start taking advantage of overseas opportunities slowly over time as as things start to improve overseas? With that said, it's on one hand it's bad because the yield is so low, but on the other hand it's a safety issue. On the other hand, it's also going to encourage a lot of growth down the road. As an investor who's 60, you hate low interest rates. As an investor who's 20 or 30, you've got to love those low rates. Yeah, and especially what you also have to look at is the general earnings yield on S&P 500 stocks versus the 10-year treasury yep. and what that spread is. Because typically the higher the spread, the higher P-E ratio could be warranted about that. But it makes the bond side of the portfolio for retired people even more confusing because the interest rate or the, the the income out of those portfolios have, have dropped. The prices are at all-time highs. There will be a period of time where interest rates will reverse. Inflation will tick up because of everybody printing money where you might end up having to have extra cash, higher dividend paying stocks, and even short the the mid to long-term treasuries. There will be a time where that happens. What's fascinating about what you're saying right now, and this is fascinating to me and not to everyone, but I remember 12, 13 years ago on radio and television saying, anytime the 10-year treasury is over 4, 5, 6%, you buy bonds. Anytime it's under 4, 3%, you definitely buy stocks. Yeah. That seems antiquated. You've got to watch the bond market. It's smarter than the stock market. A, a sovereign country's bonds will tell you when there's a crisis sooner than their stock market will. Absolutely. But you can't use that. I mean, that was written in stone. Yeah. You know, 6% on 10-year you buy bonds. You don't think stocks because that's a great safe return. Mm-hmm. Anything under 4% you buy stocks because you've got to take that risk because any, you can't, the safety of 3% yields on a 10-year treasury 
isn't going to keep up with inflation. Yeah. So, you know, if we if we look at any kind of a growth situation, stocks could be underpriced. But what you have to look at then is not only the earnings yield versus the 10-year treasury, but margins in companies. Because commodity prices have come down, productivity is way up. So margins have expanded to an all-time high versus GDP. And if, if commodity prices go up as a result of a falling dollar, that could, that could kind of squeeze margins. So you have to really look at interest rates and margins right now. But until something changes, equities look attractive. I saw that at one point in time in 2012, John Deere borrowed money at a record low cost. Corporate America is flush with cash. Mm-hmm. Down the road, when they feel better about employment numbers or new hirings, they're going to have to build some new buildings. Um, this is a great time for the U.S. government to be borrowing money because we're borrowing at low cost. So there are some – and for me, I've got to refi on my mortgage, save right. an extra 600 bucks a month. That's going to be future economic spending, and thank God for it because otherwise I would feel really – I'd feel a little bit more grim, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, if, with all of this debt that's been refinanced over the longer period of time and with Operation Twist buying longer-term bonds – we could be setting up for a, a good decade of, of nice growth if our Congress keeps spending level, if. But if they continue to spend more and more money yeah. during this time, then we've got issues. Spending your way out of recession works sometimes. Spending your way out of recession doesn't work every time. You've got to stimulate out of a recession. Uh, you don't want to spend out of recession. Number one thing I would like to see Congress do is uh, make it easier for small businesses to hire, make it easier for small businesses to make money. They can do that with certainty on what, what our tax bracket's going to be and what our health care costs are going to be. Isn't it crazy we live in a kind of a fluctuating tax bracket world? Over the last decade, yeah. I mean, look at all the changes in tax code between the, the you know, two presidents that we've had. And, you know, you see times where capital gains were cut during a Democratic president and the market rallied. Yeah. But yet... You continue to talk about higher taxes when the economy is failing? That's it's ridiculous. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, uh, talking all things financial. Hopefully got to watch a little football this weekend, whether it be college or professional. Hopefully got to unwind a scope. Twitter IPO coming. Good idea, bad idea. Facebook was a bad idea on year one. Great idea on year two. You can find me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Got an event coming up at the end of October in Walnut Creek on Money 101 and Wealth Preservation. Sign up at robblack.com. Rita Kay. Rita Kay of Kostopoulos Law Group. Financial freedom today. Just contact.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, someone recently asked me, like, you seem to watch some football. Why? I figured out what I like about sports is I like the story of sports. I don't really care about Sharks hockey until they get to the you know, playoffs because that's when stories start to emerge. Yeah, throughout the season you could say how's Marlowe's career season or Thornton's, you know, new young guy relationship. I like sports for the stories that you can find in them. Tony Romo yesterday threw a brutal interception. With two minutes left, it ruined the game of his life. 
Now you'll hear the ESPNs of the world go, he's going back, 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 back. He's rumbling, he's rumbling, he's bumbling, and it starts to all blend together, right? But if I were to tell you, he ruined, Tony Romo ruined the game of his life. It's suddenly a lot more watchable. That was the story. Two minutes left, game tied 48-48. Romo, who once was intimately linked to Jessica Simpson, hold that against him or don't? I don't know. Had the ball on his own 14-yard line, had a chance to drive down the field and win the game. 506 yards passing for a storied franchise, the Dallas Cowboys. Who, when they go lean, they go hardcore lean. Dallas Cowgirls. Who... I mean, what dude hasn't looked at Dallas Cowboy cheerleader at some point in his life, whether it be in a magazine back, 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 back in the day where we had no internet, or on the internet and go, whoa, that's crazy. He ruined the game of his life. Here's the sad part about NFL football players is that they play typically three years or less. And it's their career. Your career is going to work today, probably from the age of 20 to 60, trying to save as much money as you can, trying to have a nice vacation here and there. They play three years. He threw for 506 yards in a storied franchise. He can go walk into any bar in Dallas in the future and go, hey, I'm the guy who threw for 506 yards. And people are going to remember, yeah, but you had that interception. Crossing patterned it into tight coverage. Bad choice. Denver ran down the clock. Denver kicked the game-winning field goal, 51-48. And everyone's talking about Peyton Manning putting up 51 points. Not Romo having a career day. And that's why it's important to show up to work every single day and do the best you can because... Your career ultimately is from age 26. His career is ultimately from 23 to 26. Somewhere along those lines. I throw that out there just because um, I think thinking about your career is something that a lot of people don't do. As a parent, I think one of the best things you could do is teach your kids, look, you're going to work from age 20 to 60. And there's going to be some ups and downs. There's going to be moments where you want to quit. Try to help yourself now by not making mistakes that will reflect in the future. Just throwing it out there. Twitter tuning into TV. Head of their IPO. I was talking to someone this weekend, and it was crazy because I, I almost felt it was a racist remark. I said, so he goes, so what do you think about the Twitter IPO? And he works kind of in the tech industry. He's like, ah, I was looking at the numbers, so they don't really make any sense to me. They're losing a lot of money. And then he slams literally poor black people. He's like, the only people that I know that uses Twitter are poor black people. I'm like, I didn't see that one coming. And again, I, I'm not judging. I'm not, I'm telling you a story. People don't watch TV anymore is how I respond to that. We don't go to the couch to watch TV. If we do, it's typically 
for sports when they have a set time to start, set time to finish. So the fact that Breaking Bad generated 1.2 million tweets or 22,000 tweets per minute in their final week with people using the hashtag goodbye Breaking Bad 500,000 times, advertisers are paying attention. Retweeting to the goodbye Breaking Bad hashtag is profitable. It's advertising. It's branding. So when Clorox said goodbye Walter White... If you ever need Clorox for your tidy whities, you know where to find us. And they, you know, hashtag it goodbye, Breaking Bad. And suddenly 1.2 million people are seeing it. That's pretty powerful. Nielsen has said that they're getting into the business of measuring TV-related tweets. You have to take that seriously. Even if you think Twitter's for poor black people. You have to understand advertising is going to different eyeballs. And maybe TV advertising has always been about, you know, marketing to men 18 to 49, people who tend to spend money. That's why when I say I hate old people, it's that it's a joke. It's a play on the the engine of our economy is the 18 to 49-year-old. Other stories of note, Gravity posted the biggest October debut ever. With $55.6 million. They all die in the end of the movie. Um, spoiler alert. I want to see it so bad. But I know that they all die. It's like the Titanic. You want to see it so bad, but you know they all die. Now, who was disappointing? Let's just say that Batman was disappointing. Ben Affleck's movie, Runner Runner. Uh, $7.6 million start. Like I, I think Hollywood coughs that up for breakfast. Or at least that's the perversion that we all think is true. Default talk is a scare tactic. Let it go. Don't play into this. S&P 500 down 7. The Dow down 84. The NASDAQ down 15. Elon Musk... I get the sense that we're all going to hate him when all things are said and done. He comes across as like, I don't know, he's CEO of Tesla, and we love the car. I saw the car this weekend, and I basically hate my neighbor even more now. He talked about the fire department and how they handled the fire inside the Model S that hit the YouTube and caused the stock to pull back pretty aggressively. Today the shares are up, but Thursday and Friday they're down on that Model S fire. He basically said the fire department made a mistake. They opened the hood and that basically flamed, fanned the flame, so to speak. Had a conventional gasoline car encountered the same object on the highway, the result would have been far worse. There would be absolutely no doubt that it's safer to power a car with a battery than a tank of highly flammable liquid. Okay, get your point. Move on. BlackBerry shares are up 4%. The company is trying to figure out what to do, selling all or parts of the company. People in talks. Cisco, Google, and SAP. What? Google, we kind of get smartphones. Cisco, we kind of get enterprise security. SAP? 
despite reaching a preliminary agreement with Fairfax Finance several weeks ago, allowing the firm to take a company private in $4.7 billion deal. They're now seeing some skepticism about Fairfax being able to finance it, so BlackBerry's in the talks to go be acquired by someone. Like, right? Curveball. Hashtag didn't see that coming. Hashtag, whoa, bottom fell out. Hashtag company's not going to survive. Apple, finally ripe for the picking. Peter Meisick calls it a buy. He raised his price target from 450 whoops, to 600 He said a trip last week to Asia. He met with suppliers indicating a substantial shift in attitudes. Thinking that attitudes towards Apple, that people are going to go goo-goo for gaga, and improving margins. He thinks suppliers are a lot more lenient. He thinks it's going to boost Apple's gross margins. He thinks Apple's going to move into a 4.8-inch screen, i.e. 5-inch. I know you're saying if you're measuring 4.8 inches and you're rounding up to 5 inches, you're such a guy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but as the Apple iPhone 6, Apple iPhone 6 gets further in development, he expects more investor enthusiasm. He thinks Apple could end up cutting prices to boost sales of 5C, of which there's been a couple anal- uh, couple groups. Radio Shack, Best Buy, Walmart, all slashing prices on the 5C. Why? Good question. Why? Because we like you. Sure do. Um, Apple introduced a discount phone without introducing a discount phone. They basically told the world, we've got the greatest phones in the World, here's a $500 cheap phone. And then Walmart and Best Buy and maybe even Costco, I don't know. They all start slashing the price on it. So they're the ones who look like they're helping retail, not the product. Like if I gave you a Ralph Lauren and I sold it to you for $18, it's the whole retail model of JCPenney's and Macy's where... They say the the price is 100%, but they don't pay 100%. And I'm slashing by 50? No way. That's what they're paying. Well under 50%. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Back to work Mondays. Stocks. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Talking about a pig with lipstick. How many of us? Uh, how many of us out there have this story to tell? I woke up next to a pig with lipstick. Male, female, whatever you want to dress up as. Blackberry. Pig with lipstick. I wouldn't want to get stuck holding this bag. Blackberry shares rose 4% today on the idea that someone may buy them. That's kind of pathetic. Yes, you can take a look at shares of Blackberry and see value in the patents. How much cash they have is a different question. How quickly they burn through it is entirely fair to ask. Like, Everyone knows that I was 
married for a very, very, very short time to an incredibly beautiful woman. I understand it was less than a year. I understand all that. And I'm not bitter. But it probably would have been smart of me to go. When she's introduced me to her mother, who she tells me was like on a lot of psychotropic drugs. Uh, a lot. That her mental condition had to be stabilized with pharmaceuticals. When, you know, evidence pointed to something in her life leading to institutionalization for a very short period of time, but still institutionalized. When her brother has basically been taken out of the financial relationships with family members due to financial abuse tied towards drugs, I probably should have taken those three pieces of data and said, okay, too much for me. So, looking at shares of BlackBerry, you probably should just say, this is too much for me. I probably shouldn't sign up for this. It's too much drama. So, before the bell today, someone let out news of interest from uh, Cisco, from Google, SAP, parts or the whole. Strategic buyers are lining up. But, wait, wait, didn't they have someone buying them? So, I tend to stay away from those. Debt ceiling. Here's here's what I think happens, okay? Republicans toe the line this week. We're ten days away from the government shutting down. They go into next weekend with the concept of, you know, we're still willing to do this. As long as we get some realistic changes of opinion on some of the problems that face America. Everyone on the planet knows Medicare, Medicaid runs out of money at some point in time. Everyone on the planet knows Social Security runs out of funding at some point in time. The Democrats want something out of this battle. The Republicans want something out of this battle. At the start of the battle, remember the Sea Party of the Republican Party said, you know, we don't think Obamacare should be legal. We want less government, not more government. Now the argument's like, we want less government. So it's changing the rhetoric ever so slightly from Obamacare to, we're giving you a way out, Democrats. If you meet us, we'll meet you. So it's kind of interesting to watch from a distance. What's compelling is all heck is how much damage is either party doing themselves for the 2014 elections. Big stories of note today. There, there's really nothing that's, I'd say, transformative. Anything the government does now will change the direction of the market. So can you get wildly happy or sad about this? Probably not. But some people probably will, knowing people. Stock market's on a bumpy path right now. There's no corporate news. There's no market-moving notes out there other than Washington. We are hitting earnings season. J.P. Morgan is going to report on Friday. Big bank. It doesn't take a rocket scientist genius to know that, you know, the banks are going to be interesting to watch. 
their loan to debt ratio, their loan to cash ratio, loan to deposits, try to put it in terms that work for you, it's continuing to shrink. So they don't have a lot of you know liability. They don't have a lot of leverage liability, but they also don't have a lot of leveraged profitability. I'm so offended. I was in a situation where I had to get cash this weekend from one of those just crazy crap ATM machines that looks like someone built it in his garage and installed it. And they're like, do you want to pay two ninety nine to get your cash? Now, I know people that do that. I personally would rather go to the bank and pull out my own money than pay 15% to get my own money. When you use those out-of-network ATMs, you pay a lot of money. So I was like, if I'm going to get $20, I might as well get 200 Like, there's no sense in paying 15%. Two ninety nine is going to apply to either the 200 or the 20 It's just offensive. And that's not offensive to you, then you're doing something terribly, terribly wrong. Um, outer wall, ticker symbol O U T R has drawn interest from Jana Partners, which is taken a thirteen point five percent in the stake of the red box parent, Outer Wall. Talk about changing your name, which no one gets. There's a good example. I used to love using Redbox. You know, you'd straddle up to it, and you'd get a, mo- a rental for a buck. You're like, I gotta go home and watch it right now so I can get my dollar movie rental. It's like Star Trek in the Darkness. Horrible, horrible, horrible movie. But if you pay a dollar for it, not bad. If you pay six dollars for it, you're angry. If you paid full price at the movie theaters and bought the popcorn and the goodies, you're bitter. You can find me online at robblack.com. Robblack.com. Big event coming up in Walnut Creek, a Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event on the 26th of October, as well as a Money 101. One's for creating wealth in the morning, one's for preserving wealth in the afternoon. Walnut Creek coming up on the 26th. Sign up today at robblack.com. That's the Kentucky Derby. Can actually it never stops. If there was a Hall of Fame... Finding the right caregiver for you... In fact, the Dow Jones has seen not only two... ...teaches skills and knowledge that can be used to... So call ITT Tech. one Our business of the week. Well, you don't need to win a contest. <laughs> Rob Black. I watched a little football last night, trying to chill, trying to unwind, relax. Not the most compelling evening games, um, as far as storylines go, or as far as execution of plays, whatever you want to look at it as. Commercial got me last night. Samsung ran an ad that had Star Trek... That had the Jetsons. That had Dick Tracy. It had Inspector Gadget. All playing a cameo role in their commercial. What was interesting was like I was like, 
I go back to Get Smart. Don Adams' comedy that some of us saw growing up. Cone of Silence. Gadgets, right? James Bond, Gadgets. So Star Trek, cute. Yeah, I get the whole communicator, cell phone flip thing. Which was weird, because earlier in the day I was watching a little football. I see Jerry Jones, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, which just an incredible game. Tony Romo had a career day except for one thing. A blow, uh, just a huge interception that cost the team the game. Now you can say he had a career day, he put them in the position to cost himself the game. Yeah, absolutely. Vegas odds now are going crazy on the Broncos doing an undefeated season. I don't have an answer to that. Like, I'm not going to even open my mouth that, but get smart. You might remember that he would pull off his phone, his shoe. He'd, like, start making phone calls with his shoe. He had a shoe phone. And what was kind of cool about that day and age was there were still wires. Your phone had to plug into the wall, which plugged into a wired network, which plugged into thousands, 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 thousands of miles of cable that ran to someone else's house. Hello, operator. Okay, I'll connect you. So, Samsung runs a commercial with the Jetsons and the smartwatch. Analysts are saying it's the dumbest piece of product possible, the Galaxy Gear. A lot of commentary on how cool the commercials are compared to the lackluster reviews themselves. No one seems to like the product, the Samsung Watch. It could display texts, emails. It could mirror the phablet screen. It's more of a phone accessory than it is a standalone device with Dick Tracy or Don Adams from Get Smart or the Jetsons used as standalone devices. I just talk, I, I, to me that's fascinating that they're getting away with this. They're trying to market something that's not what it appears to be. I found it intriguing. The average American worker works for two hours and 47 minutes each day to pay income tax. This weekend I was talking to a highly compensated individual. And what was interesting about it was like he kind of knows what I do for a living. He kind of doesn't know the specifics of it though. So we're talking and we're just hanging out and we're chilling and at some point in time, I said, let me let me give you an example of what I do. I said, what's your income? And he gives me a number, 400000 That's pretty good income, right? And I said, how much life insurance do you have? And I was like, my wife kind of went crazy on me and made me get a lot, $2.5 million. I'm like, that's not a lot. In the next 10 years, you're going to make $4 million. And your wife is expected to take $2.5 million and make that a lot? Not if you're spending that $4 million that you make in the next 10 years. It just, my job is to make you think about some of the things you're doing. It's not to teach you how, it's not to teach you like what's right by me, it's what's to teach you what's right by you. 
Most people don't get this stuff. And I'm like, so how much insurance do you have on your wife? He's like, the same amount. I'm like, oh, too much, too much, too much, too much. So for him, too little. For her, too much. She's a stay-at-home mom. You can get one hell of a nanny for a million dollars of insurance for the next ten years. So Twitter is going to be a huge opportunity. Do you know why? Because everyone's knocking Twitter. A lot of people didn't really believe in Tesla when they IPO'd. Oh, the electric car. Like, yeah, anyone can make electric cars. A lot of people are looking at Twitter going, oh, 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 oh. It's a debacle. Do you see how much money they're losing? If I could get shares of Twitter right now, pre-market, I'm in. I would venture to guess, and again, this is all speculation because we don't know where it's going to price, that the shares are higher 52 weeks after it opens. I think it's going to be more of a LinkedIn where people are like, oh, that, you mean that job site that people send messages each? Yeah. Facebook, we all know. And we kind of all peed ourselves. Like, I, 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 I wanted a piece of that action. So everyone got in, and it was overpriced. Twitter's kind of come out kind of like, gee, shucks. Gee, aw, shucks. I don't know. We're not making a lot of money. Gee, aw, shucks. There's a deal today where a group that judges TV ratings is signing on to judge TV ratings as seen through Twitter. Nielsen is saying, you know, there's enough people out there doing this thing that we believe that there's some traction to this. Just pay attention, people. I'm not asking you to, like, get off of your couch. Just pay attention. Twitter tunes into a TV partnership heading into their IPO. And again, everyone that I know hates the IPO so far. Gold finding some support. Budget impasse. It intensifies. I know you're saying impasse. That's so French of you. <laughs> I can go French on you. You tell me when you want it, and I'd go French on you. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Got a big event coming up this weekend. Um, and what I mean that by that, not this weekend, the 26th of October. Um, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning event in Walnut Creek. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com, robblack.com. Um, Walnut Creek, October 26th, 9 to noon, Money 101, all things financial, in the afternoon. It'll be Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 1 to 4. Uh, educational workshop designed for people age 40 plus in the afternoon. In the morning, it's going to be people basically under 50 it's ideal for. Uh, people are accumulating wealth. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's going to be in Walnut Creek. Coming up, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. A pullback for stocks extending losses from...
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Hey, I'm old because I officially am watching Saturday Night Live as must-see TV on occasion. When we heard that that darn Miley Cyrus was going to be grabbing headlines on Senate Live, we tuned in like lemmings. They did a parody video of We Can't Stop. You almost have to watch the video of We Can't Stop and then watch the parody video of We Can't Stop. It's stunningly genius. And I'm not going to give her the credit for it because it's probably the writers of SNL. I think the song We Can't Stop is incredibly tragic. Because it's a song about millennials and how, yeah, we, we do lines in the bathroom. Now, in the video, they show lines going into the bathroom. When in reality, lines in the bathroom basically means doing a lot of coke. Coke being cocaine, not Coca-Cola. The video is stunning because it does a scene-for-scene reinventing it for Saturday Night Live. John Boehner being impersonated, Miley Cyrus recast herself as Michelle Bachman. Check it out if you get a chance. It's pretty high-end comedy, in my opinion. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Trust me, I like hating, but I, I think they pulled off something kind of nice there, all things considered. Um... Take a look at the markets. We got the SP 500 down nine, Dow down 97, the Nasdaq down 24. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. We know that estate plan laws change on a regular basis. High income got hit a little bit in the 2012-2013 changes. How will that affect what the high income gives to charity? CFP Chad Burton, New Focus Financial. What's your thoughts? Well, you know, I think all in all, in terms of charity. Any kind of a tax increase tends to hurt charitable contributions. Right. Um, it just takes more out of people's pocket when a tax increase goes up. So charities don't like to see that type of a tax increase. Um, we did get an extension of one thing that's actually a, a pretty good deal for people that have higher net worth, worth. And you have, let's say you're a person, you've got plenty of assets to live, and you give on a regular basis. And you hit 70 and a half, and you're forced to pull money out of your IRAs. And you don't really need it to live. You're going to leave it to your favorite charity or your kids. Well, one of the things you can do through 2013 is you can take your minimum required distribution up to $100,000 and give it directly to charity and avoid paying taxes on it. In the past, there used to be complicated amounts in terms of how much you could write off, but they, the IRS through 2013 allows you to deduct that. You, uh, you know, get as taxable income, but turn around and deduct 100% of it right away as long as it goes directly to charity. So that's one good thing. But some of the high-income earners, so really who got hit with the tax increases, you know, January 1st, 2013, is people that mostly make over 450000 filing jointly or 400000 single. People that make over two fifty, they have a, a slight increase in their um, uh, dividends and capital gains uh, taxes. Yep. Um, but they're still at the 15% bracket. There's a 3.8% increase, but really who can benefit? Wealthy people that make over 450 it really, I think, will cause the use again of what's called charitable remainder trusts, which are 
some of it's one of my favorite planning techniques because everybody wins except for the IRS. So that'll, let me get, cha- that'll change. No, I, I don't think it will. I think really? this will be around for a long time just because it, it, it benefits charity so much, and it doesn't really take a, a lot out of the government's pocket. So let's say you're 60 years old, and you've got a bunch of low basis stock, and you want to sell 500000 of this stock, essentially as a zero-cost basis. Maybe you were an early investor. Maybe it was ESPPs or options that you got from where you used to work, and it's rallied a lot. So you've got 500000 You really want to sell it and you know start income producing from that asset? But in California, if you're a high-income earner and you've got $500,000 of capital gains, you're going to pay about $169,000 in taxes, right, if it's a gain of that much. So what you could do instead is you could pick your favorite charity that you want to have benefit after you die, and you can create a charitable remainder trust. So once you create the trust, you have an attorney drafted up, you create it, it's irrevocable, um, and then you open a brokerage account in the name of that trust, and you transfer the shares in kind into that trust. And you're going to get a large tax deduction depending on your age and how much you say you're going to pull out each year. So that could be around 110000 bucks, for example, depending on how you set it up. And you can use that deduction up over five years. So really what that could do is that gift of 500000 into a charitable remainder trust could create about a $49,000 tax benefit. It can reduce your tax liability over five years by about 49000 And once that stock, Rob, is in the trust, you can turn around and sell it and re-diversify your portfolio without any current capital gains taxes because the trust is shielded from that original sale of that assets. And then you can take income for life, and let's say that's 6% or thirty grand a year. Um, so you're able to sell it without a big capital gain state. You get a large tax deduction and income for life. Um, and then your charity wins after you pass away. The only thing you have to do is make sure that you want to benefit your kids. So there's a, another step that you have to take. Um, and this is one area where life insurance comes into play in planning, and um, it, it's called an irrevocable life insurance trust. So what you've just done is you win because you get income for life, and you get a large tax deduction. Right. Your charity wins because they're going to get what's left over in that trust when you pass away. So what you have to do to replace that for your heirs is you set up another trust called an irrevocable life insurance trust, and you take some of that $30,000 a year of income that you have, and buy a $500,000 life insurance policy that's held in the trust, and then the kids get that completely tax-free. So the only person that's the only entity that's out of the picture is Uncle Sam. They don't get you know they don't get the estate tax when you die. They don't get that initial huge capital gains tax, and you get a tax deduction, which essentially helps pay for the life insurance. So it's a great estate planning tool if you are wanting to benefit a charity, you're a high-income earner, and um, and you need to get rid of some low basis stock, for example. I like it. It's an evolution. As tax laws change, you have to evolve with the times, see what's available. That was CFP Chad Burton talking a little bit about higher income plays with estate planning and helping charities so that they get theirs and everyone's pleased with the outcome. It's Rob Black and Your Money on the Wall Street Business Network. Winner, anchorman, Ron Burgundy, Will Farrell. He's pitching Dodge. Dodge turned to its legendary 1970s TV anchorman, Ron Burgundy, to promote Dodge Durango in TV ads. That's bizarre. He very much, like Dodge, he is unapologetic. He is irreverent. He has a great deal of attitude. People think they are no Durango. So you have to be twice as engaging in a market campaign. 
I will tell you, advertisers continue to impress with the ways they can reinvent advertising. You can sign up for an event in Walnut Creek at robblack.com. It's coming up on the 26th, a couple Saturdays from now. It's at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So I live in a community that recently issued a emergency alert about the safety of PG&E, big gas company in California. And they basically said what happened a couple of years ago where part of a city blew up due to a gas main break could happen right here at this intersection. I kind of ignore it. That's kind of the society we live in. Um, I know that there could be a super big earthquake that's going to hit, and I know that I'm grotesquely inadequately prepared for it. And I kind of ignore it. And to me, that's retirement, where I won't shut up talking about how much you have to like prepare for that inevitable day where you don't work. And yet, I myself won't take any action on that inevitable day where I need a cash reserve for a, literally a cash reserve, cash dollar bills for an inevitable earthquake that will knock many things over. I've lived in the Bay Area for many years, 10 plus years, and the biggest earthquake I felt kind of felt like someone was shaking the back of my seat that I'm sitting in right now for about three seconds. That doesn't really freak me out, and yet I know there's going to be one that doesn't stop shaking after three seconds, and the seat that I'm sitting in actually collapses. With that said, that's retirement, right? To me, most Americans just ignore it. And the reality is, when that day comes and you've ignored it, you're basically pushing yourself into a poverty-type scenario. The stock market's nervous reaction, the government shut down this week, last week. October 17 is rapidly approaching. It has a binary outcome. Either it's not going to be that relevant, or it's going to be massively disruptive to the economy, which affects everything. And people are kind of like, eh, eh. We know this government. You've called sheep one too many times. I call you out, government. You've cried wolf. <laughs> not sheep. Sheep. Telling the wolf exactly where to go, right? 
So there's a lot of drama right now. And to me, what drama creates is opportunity. You know, I've told the story again and again and again and again about the woman I married, beautiful woman, divorce. Her drama was, was intoxicating. She is one of those people that would say, ah, ah. Like if she got a gift, she'd go, ah, for me? Ah. That drama was intoxicating. That's why I stuck around. And drama's both good and bad. Now, the drama on Wall Street is very, very, very good if you're patient. Now, you've got to be the financial ninja. You have to be the financial assassin and take, take advantage when it it's offers itself. And right now, it could be offering itself. You know, the horrible movie, Sophie's Choice, where Meryl Streep has to pick which one of her two children lives. Basically, a Nazi uh, military officer says, choose one. Who do you choose? And, like, the ramifications of who lives and who dies and the ramifications of the person who lives haunts them forever. I mean, you're talking serious therapy if your mom picks you over your brother. Sophie's choice was dramatic. Here's your choice, and it's a lot less dramatic. Market gets hit by more. Market doesn't get hit by more. Every day of impasse brings the debt ceiling drop dead. Date October 17, nervously closer. Listen up, children. It's likely to make stock market increasingly volatile. That could create opportunities for intrepid long-term investors who are willing to gamble. Hitting the debt ceiling, it makes it possible, impossible, for the government to pay a whole litany of bills. And we're going to pay our bills. This too shall pass, but it creates potentially drama that your neighbor gets caught up in and not you. first day of the shutdown, we started seeing some, you know, less government spending. And that creates opportunity because when people work for the government, they go on airplanes. So Southwest, JetBlue, Spirit, U.S. Air Groups, they're on my shopping list. Big name defense contractors, they're also on my shopping list. Lockheed Martin, North Grumman, Raytheon. I think they can all dip aggressively in the coming days as people go, Republicans are setting up for this big, you know, we win moment, and Democrats want the we win moment. Guess who's gonna, guess what's going to happen? They're both going to come out and say we win, which is fantastic. We win! Uh, Beezer Homes, KB Homes, Ryland Group, all potentially tied towards lower interest rates, all potentially tied towards people with jobs, buying homes. Home Depot and Lowe's, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, all could potentially be affected by a shutdown of the government. Now, if I wanted to play it safe, okay, so here's your Sophie's choice. Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. I'll choose the safe one. I'm going to go with AT&T, Verizon, or 3M. Pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. I'm going to go with the growth one and the opportunity it's Southwest, it's JetBlue, it's Spirit, it's U.S. Air, it's Raytheon, it's KB Homes, Home Depot, Beezer, North, Lockheed, Lowe's, all who would have almost an immediate impact from a prolonged government shutdown. 
So I'm saying I don't believe in the prolonged government shutdown. And I'll take the growth opportunities. But if you want to side on the side that says, you know, this could be really bad. Maybe our government's totally ungovernable forever. Maybe. Ron Burgundy's going to pitch the Dodge Durango. What's interesting about that is I know nothing about the Durango. And apparently I'm not alone because they only sold 44,000 of them last year. Losing out to SUV rivals, Ford Explorer, Toyota Highlander. Google and YouTube, they're planning a music award ceremony. Does not matter what it comes across as. They're going to get a piece of the pie of a different side of the media business. There's you know labels who sign. There's talent who performs. And then there's another side of the music industry that you're like, you don't even think about. The, the awards side. So Google's set to take a piece of that action via YouTube. So that probably indirectly hurts CBS and Viacom pretty aggressively. If they can get Miley Cyrus to do on YouTube what she did for MTV, winner! Gravity takes in the highest debut ever in the month of October, $55.6 million. A lot of people were expecting a lot less. Supposedly it's a crazy event as far as visually going. The movie Runner Runner, Flopola. Flopola. Okay, something about cheap airline fares. And I get an email every day because I like to travel, so I sign up for Groupon Travel. I sign up for trip advisor emails. I like getting out. I mean, I really do. What's the story here? You're saying get to the point, Black. Ultra-cheap airlines, airfares, have a play. And what angers me is, and government needs to get involved in this, they seem to say one thing and they tend to do another. Like, I just clicked on a link that said $49 airfare from here to Mexico. It could only be used on the first flight. There's only one seat remaining. It always feels like that, right? Oh, and you suckered me. You got me to admit that I wanted to go to Mexico. You got me to admit that I want to travel. And here I am at your website. So that $69 fare, that $49 fare, Virgin America fare is starting at $59. Alaska Airline fare is at $49. They're too good to be true, and they come with just a slew of restrictions. Ultra-low fares usually drive traffic to the website, though, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Airlines impose harsh travel restrictions on deals. Carriers don't expect to sell too many of the super cheap fares. Like, you get a fare from Southwest that says $69, and it's to Mexico. Uh, It's to Albuquerque. Albuquerque to Phoenix. And you're like, what? It's Austin to Lubbock. Virgin America travel on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, which is fine if you can do it. Blackout dates on Alaska Southwest Virgin make the deals difficult for travelers to use for times when we want to fly, Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays. Hmm. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. Got a couple events coming up in the great state of California. 
Walnut Creek, a Money 101 in the morning. That's for people age 20 to 60. It might be the last time I do that one. I only did three of them this year. I was doing as many as six. Um, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the afternoon, 1 to 4. In Walnut Creek, you can sign up for either or event at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Don't be shy. I think that's the one thing that I continually want to throw out there is get involved with your money. Get involved with your plans. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, I've seen it all before. Um, I once was dating an incredibly beautiful uh, nurse. And I was like, she's worked in an emergency room. She's worked. She had a great story. Which She worked at a Catholic hospital, St. Uh, St. Mary's back on the East Coast, and um, she and her two co-workers had the midnight shift, and she's going around and just, you know, people who are in comas need to be bathed, they need to be moved, they need to be exercised. Uh, and this one nurse, is, well, this one patient's been in a coma for such a long time and had diabetes, that she goes, you know, she puts the bedpan under her and she's like, you know, sponge bathing her. And, uh, She's bathing her foot, and what just fell into the into the the tin? There's this loud popping sound, and something fell into it. It was heavy. The nun's toe fell off from diabetes. I'm like, whew! And she said, "We all just broke up laughing. Like, how do you not like when things are so tense? Sometimes you have to laugh it off." which is something I totally believe in. I don't really get all that stressed, whether I'm almost out of gas or whether I see an accident in a car unfold in front of me. I slow everything down and I just I deal with it. I get the humor and stress. I don't get the, oh, I'm so angry, I'm going to scream at you. Spouses should never yell at each other. There's just no sense. You once loved each other. Stop yelling. You're just selling drama. Hey, hey, hey. Um, where does the story go? Okay, so she was a nurse. She was incredibly beautiful. And I said, do you ever get to the point where you just, like, aren't attracted to men because you've seen mangled bodies come through and you truly and literally see the body as a piece of meat? Like, she gave me some advice. Just, like, here's some crazy advice. She goes, if you ever crack open your head and you're going to need stitches, 
put some super glue on it and come to the emergency room. I'm like, super glue, super glue? It's like, super glue, super glue. And I asked her, I said, do you ever come to the point where you know, people are just meat? And the answer was, no. Find passion in what you do and, and respect what you do. Um, she keeps them totally separate. I want you to have a nice retirement. Is that too much to ask? Um, shut down, I'm not worried about it. Not in the least. Hopefully you're not either. Google and YouTube have announced they're going to do a music award show. I think that's intriguing. Twitter is getting more negative publicity pre-IPO than I think they deserve. With that said, I'm glad people are being scrutinous about it. You should too. Don't carry a big balance on your credit card. Don't spend just to get rewards on your credit card. Never, ever miss a payment on your credit card. Never spread yourself too thin with your credit cards. Always read the fine print. Look for ways to get more mileage out of your rewards, for sure. Use your credit card's online shopping portal. If you're going to be buying certain things, in most cases, it makes economic sense to play by the credit card's rules. So... Spend a little time respecting yourself and figuring how how this plays for you. 800-516-1220. You have to fund your retirement. I cannot say that more. If I did, you'd be like, stop talking about that. Stock market at this point in time, I'm not stressed about with the government shutdown. Lack of progress is, is certainly the big headline. House Speaker Boehner says we are on the path to default based on the president's position of not negotiating over the debt limit. Not based on the president's position of not negotiating over Obamacare. The Republicans are starting to take that first step towards compromise. It'll happen. If the debt ceiling comes and goes, no one's stressed. Warren Buffett told us this last week. Don't stress. If it lasts a year, we're all screwed. All of us. If it lasts a couple days, no one is. None of us. Okay, so the Dow's down 9, D7. NASDAQ's down 24. S&P 500's down 9. Gravity, the big movie this weekend. I just want to see it on a big screen. It's, it's weird. Avatar, someone actually got me to go to a movie, put the stupid glasses on. Gravity's a movie I want to see, even though I know they're all going to die. Spoiler alert. Oh, wait, I'm supposed to say that before. Apple's got the strangest upgrade I've ever seen. Apple got an upgrade today based on the iPhone 6, which, excuse me, that is nine months away, ten months away, maybe even 11 months away. But basically, the analyst traveled to Asia, and he said, you know what, from talking with suppliers, they're willing to play by Apple's rules. I think Samsung's got enough negative on the Samsung Galaxy S4 and on their watch that I'm focusing, I'm tightening my focus now to exclude Samsung. Yes, they're wildly profitable, but in the end, quality matters. So if anyone can top my nurse story, super glue? No, no, no. The toe falling off. What do you do if your toe falls off? You call the tow truck. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.